Subscribe to the Old Hills Podcast by browsing to oldhillsaudiotheater.podbean.com or subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. And now, Sven Marlowe, small-town detective in the case of aliens over Norstown. Granddad used to tell me that you can't always believe what you see. Sometimes things aren't what they appear. As the old saying goes, the hand is quicker than the eye. It wasn't my hand or my eye I was concerned about today. It was my sanity. For the past three nights, I'd been woken up by nightmares, a tall, dark figure leaning over me and a voice in my head. Each night, I woke up covered in sweat and unable to sleep the rest of the night. It wasn't just me, though. The whole town had started to come apart at the seams. For several days, Norstown had experienced unexplained booms, shaking windows, and mysterious lights over town at night. Even a crop circle showed up on Steinberger's farm just outside of town. After an hour tossing and turning, unable to slow my mind down for any length of time, I gave up on a mid-afternoon nap and headed downstairs to the Lefsa Emporium for a cup of coffee and a distraction. Oh, hi, Sven. I've got a table open right over here. What can I get for you this uh, afternoon? Just some coffee, Elise. I haven't been sleeping much at all the past couple of days. It's getting to the point where I'm starting to see things. Oh, can't sleep? Well, I'm not surprised. What with everything going on? Uh, once, when I was just a younger girl, I got lost deep in the forest. I was so scared, I started to see things, people, made of shadows watching me. Shadow people? Yeah, shadow people. The shadow people showed me the way out of the forest, and when I told my mother about them, she called them dark elves, said I was very lucky to get away. Dark elves, huh? Uh, interesting, Elise. Uh, if you don't mind, though, I could really use a cup of coffee now. Oh, sure. Right away, Sven. Hey, Sven. I thought I might find you here. Hi, Gerda. Have a seat. Gee, Sven, you really look like crap. Still having those nightmares? Yeah, Gerda. The, the same dream over and over again. It, it's getting to where I don't even want to go to sleep. You know, Sven, I did some research, and your dreams sound an awful lot like an alien abduction. Alien abduction? Uh, come on, Gerda, you don't believe in that stuff, do you? Well, I try to keep an open mind, Sven, and I think you should too. Anyway, I've had trouble sleeping too, only it's the nighttime booms that keep waking me up. Ah, here we are, two coffee. Thanks, Elise. Uh, Elise, uh, Gerda here was just telling me that she thinks aliens are behind the booms and my bad dreams. I didn't exactly say that, Sven. Well, best to keep your mind open, Sven. You never know what's really, really out there. Uh, great. Look who the cat dragged in. Good afternoon, Elise. Miss Henshorn. Marlo. Elise. Can I get a cup of coffee? All right away, Undersheriff. Uh, tell me, Benson, what, what brings you out into the real world? 
I just got back into town after a report of another one of them crop circles. This one was a beauty, nearly twice as big as the one at the burger farm. See, Sven, something is going on. Sonic booms, crop circles, mysterious lights, abductions. Abductions? Who's been abducted? Sven's been getting abducted by aliens every night for the past few days. Huh? Is that why you look like crap? Uh, here you are, Undersheriff. No, I'm not getting abducted by aliens. Sven? Abducted by aliens? Oh, well, that might explain it. Explain what, Elise? Explain why he looks like crap. Look, I don't know what is going on, but I do know that there are no aliens here in Norstown. I haven't found any good reason for the booms. No man-made cause, no natural cause. Same as the lights that keep getting reported every night. I saw the lights again last night. They flashed all different colors, then zoomed off into the sky faster than anything I've seen before. All the reports are the same. I'm beginning to think that the town really is under attack. Oh, come on, Benson. A, a couple of sightings of strange lights and now we're under attack? Well, for the past few days, I've been serving hordes of strangers, reporters here to do stories on the unusual goings on. They told me this is a classic case of close encounters. Some of those articles have real good information, things you never knew before. Look, since I can't seem to fall asleep, I've been listening to Ghost to Ghost, one of, one of those crazy late night radio shows, and, and I don't believe a word of it. It's all about ratings and controversy. They, they never met a conspiracy theory they didn't like. I'd rather get abducted by an alien than have to get interviewed by another one of those wacko reporters. Uh, hold on, folks. I, I gotta take this. Under Sheriff Benson. Yeah. You don't say. Nothing? Nothing at the scene? Sure thing. I'll be there in ten minutes. Uh, what now? Did the, the National Enquirer call for a photo shoot? No, the National Enquirer did not call. Old man Thorson just found his prize-winning bull mutilated. Cattle mutilation? Oh, Sven, what is happening? Look, come on, Benson. I'll ride along. I'm going to prove to all of you that this has nothing to do with aliens. Benson and I left for the investigation, promising to meet with Gerda later to give her the lowdown. People on the street looked nervous, on edge. And I could hardly blame them. Even without crazy dreams, the lights and noises every night gave even the most skeptical person something to think about. We found the prize-winning bull in a field, just as old man Thorson described it, mutilated and cut into pieces but to our surprise, we found no blood anywhere on the scene. No footprints, no vehicle tracks, not a clue about who or what had done this. On the way back to town, I had to admit that I'd never seen anything like it. Under Sheriff Benson had some paperwork to do, so he dropped me off at the Odin's Eye Tavern to meet up with Gerda. 
So there wasn't any blood on the ground or anywhere near the bull? No, not, not a speck. The bull was cut up, dissected, with some of his organs missing. Missing organs? That's crazy. Crazy ain't the half of it. What type of a person would do something like that? I'm telling you, Sven, it's not a person. It's aliens. Ah, enough with the aliens, Gerda. There's no such thing. Think about it, Sven. Strange lights over town, crop circles, unexplained booming sounds, now cattle mutilation. It all adds up to one answer. Aliens. Yeah, I don't know, Gerda. I'll believe it when the aliens beam me into their ship. Sven, what's going on? I, I don't know. Hey, there's some kind of a light outside. Sven, look out the window. What is that? Hey, come on, Gerda. Let's, let's get a better look. Do you believe it now, Sven? I, I've never seen anything like it. Step into the light. Did you hear that, Gerda? Hear what, Sven? Sven Marlowe, step into the light. That voice! The voice from my dreams! Step into the light. Stop! Where are you going, Sven? Uh, let, let go of me, Gerda! I've got to go into the light! You must go into the light. You must go into the light. ship. What, what is that? It's some kind of robot. So nice you could join us, Van Marlowe. That voice, the one in my dreams. Who are you? What do you want with me? What do I want with you, Marlowe? Why? Only to have a little conversation, to come to an understanding. Tell me, Marlowe, how do you feel? How do I feel? How do I feel? I sense a little fear, Marlowe. I want you to feel very afraid. Hey, what's that? Hey, stop! No! Ah! How do you feel now, Marlowe? Who, who are you? I have many names, Marlowe, but only some of which you know. Don't you recognize my voice? Your, your voice, yeah, it's the voice from my dreams. Before that, Marlowe, try and use your tiny little brain. We have met before. You know me as Big Ears, Four Eyes, or Bertrude. I, I, I don't think so. I, I'm pretty sure I'd remember meeting a robot. Silence! Maybe this will shock your memory. Ah! 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 
precious sleep. I tumbled down, down, down into the depths of my dreams, back to my early days, my childhood. I found myself in school, standing with a group of kids watching a boy gather together a pile of books. He wore a pair of thick glasses held together with white medical tape across the nose and wore pants just a little too short for his legs. As the boy walked past us, one of the kids knocked the books out of his hands, scattering them across the hallway. We all laughed, calling him names like Four Eyes, Dork, and Big Ears. The small boy glared at us while he picked up his books. I heard myself say, hey, What's the matter, Bertrude? Gonna cry like a baby? The boy grasped his books and rushed off, careful to stay out of our reach. Once he reached the end of the hall, he turned and shouted back to us, It's not Bertrude. My name is Albert. I woke up, still in the cage. The robot alien stood to one side as someone sat at the central console watching me. The dim light from the monitors lit his face, and I put it all together. Albert. Albert? Einstead. <laughs> Guilty as charged, Marlowe. I knew this had nothing to do with aliens. This was you all along, wasn't it? Oh, you got me again, Marlowe. Great detective work. Uh, too bad you'll never have the chance to let anyone know. <laughs> Al Albert, what is going on? I, I can't believe you came back to do this. I'm surprised I ever came back, Marlowe. After the way I was treated growing up, I thought I'd never return. Well, the way you were treated? But, but Albert, you were the smartest kid in class. Always coming up with new ideas and inventing things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it came in useful, too, Marlowe. You see, I, I went to college at MIT and continued working on my inventions. I created a lot of gadgets during those years, one of which went on to make me quite a bit of money. <laughs> it's called an epilaser. It lets surgeons cut and cauterize at the same time, allowing for <laughs> bloodless operations. Bloodless operations? Wait a minute. You used that Yes, on... Marlowe. Old man Thorson's bull. The poor old thing had seen better days. I considered it a mercy killing. Somehow I don't think old man Thorson feels the same. It was inventions like the epilaser that caught the eye of the academy. Ooh, what, what do you mean academy? What academy? You, you know, Sven. DARPA. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Part of the Department of Defense responsible for the development of new military technologies. Military technologies? Oh, that's right, Marlowe. I soon went to work specializing in unmanned surveillance techniques and devices like uh, <laughs> this robot here. Oh, I can't believe I ever thought that was an alien. It is pretty lifelike, huh? <laughs> the directors of Black Ops spare no expense. They cheated me very well. Well, if things were going so great for you, why did you come back to Norstown? Well, after all the hazing and rejections I got growing up, well, I was never very good with people. Here I am, a grown adult man still living with my mother. I never found a partner, Marlowe. I, I only ever had eyes for one woman, my true love, and she, she rejected me long ago. So what happened? Oh, you happened, Marlowe. <laughs> yeah. There I was, working on the harmonic resonance amplifier and the television news on in the background reporting about a 
foiled kidnapping uh, during uh, Satendemai when my past came back to bite me. Right on the screen, I saw my old nemesis, Sven Marlowe. And next to him, girl of my dreams, Marie. Marie? What do you mean, the girl of your dreams? Don't act like you never knew it, Marlowe! You always had it out for me, just like she did. Albert, I, I don't remember things the same as you do. What did I do to make you hate me so much? What did you do? <laughs> you, you can't fool me, Marlowe. No, no amount of claiming innocence will help you now. Do you remember that name you called me? The one that stuck with me all these years? Uh, you mean Four Eyes? Not that one. Uh, oh, it must be Big Ears. No, Marlowe, the other name. <laughs> Bertrand? Yes! Yes! Stop tormenting me or I'll, or I'll shock you again! Oh, okay, okay, Albert. Look, uh, look. I only remember calling you that one time. I, I was just a kid, Albert. It was junior high. Pain knows no age, Marlowe. Pain knows no age. So you decided to get back at me. I, I get it. But what did Marie ever do to you? Marie? What did she ever do to me? She she crushed my dreams, Marlowe, stomped them to death under her heels, then shoved them down my throat, undigested. What do you mean, Albert? It was the ninth grade dance. I'd spent a week gathering up the courage and finally asked her to go with me to the dance. She laughed at me, Marlowe, laughed in my face. I remember her laughter to the end of my days, echoing down the hall as she walked away, shaking her auburn hair. That's what brought you back? That's what drove you to this madness? Madness! Yes, I suppose you could call it that. When I saw you and Marie, the two people that ruined my life happy and together on television, well, I knew the only way I could ever feel whole, ever feel peace again, was to track you both down and exact my revenge. Well, you've missed something, Albert. Mm -hmm. Marie doesn't live here in Norstown anymore. Uh, I haven't missed anything, Marlowe. It's all part of the plan. Hey, you see, finding you was easy. Your small, little mind was no problem to influence. But your girlfriend, on the other hand, she's deep undercover. Impossible to track down. I couldn't find her anywhere. What do you mean, undercover? Marlowe, Marlowe, Marlowe. There's a lot you don't know about Marie, isn't there? I've decided to use you to draw Marie out from what Ever it is that she's hiding. I expect she'll come running when she hears you've been abducted. And then I'll have you both. <laughs> Don't mind me, boys. Just doing a little tidying up. Uh, Mrs. Einstead? Oh, hi, Sven. It's oh. been a long time. You've certainly grown up into a big, strong man. Uh, well, uh, thanks, uh, Mrs. Einstead. Uh, you look well, too. Mother, please leave. We're having a private conversation. All right, Albert. Just let me finish up here. There. <laughs> Carry on, boys. Don't play too rough now. Albert, what do you know about Marie? A lot more than you do, apparently. Marlo, I know that she travels the world on a government payroll. Well, a, a lot of people travel for the government. That doesn't mean a thing. Do a lot of people also have the highest level of security clearance, Marlo? 
You really don't know much about her anymore, do you? I, I know enough. <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny that you haven't heard from Marie? Not a call, not a letter, nothing? She's busy, Albert. Uh, she just doesn't have the time. <laughs> don't you think it's odd that you don't have an address where you can get in touch with her? Hmm? She, she left before I had a chance to ask. She thought it would be better oh, that way. No, no, it's more than that, Marlo. She's involved with people and places. She doesn't want anyone, especially you, to know about. She's off the radar, you might say, unreachable. But I've got the one thing she cares about most, the one thing that will bring her back to town so I can exact my revenge. Here you go, boys. I brought you some fresh-baked cookies. Mother, why, why have I told you about not? Uh, thank you, Mrs. Einstead. I'd love a cookie. Oh, here you go, Sven. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I can't reach you at the back of the cage. I'll just put these right here by the robot. Once you boys are done playing, you can have all that you want. Are, are you finished, Mother? Yes, Albert, I'm finished. I'll go now. Gosh. This crazy plan is never going to work, Albert. You don't think so, Marlo? It's worked on you. <laughs> It's brought you here. Once Marie gets to town, it will be a cinch to use the same tricks I used on you to bring her to me. My revenge will be complete. I forgot the milk. A cup for you, Albert, and Sven, too. Oh, gee whiz. Mother, you must stop interrupting us, huh? I was just telling him about the plan. Oh, oh, did you tell him about the crop circles? No, Mother, I haven't I haven't told him about anything uh, but the harmonic resonance amplifier. Harmonic resonance amplifier? What's that, some kind of a sound wave generator? Well, sort of, Sven, except Mother. that Mother! Oh, sorry, Albert, I'm, I'm just so very proud of you. Um, thanks, Mother. As I was saying... The harmonic resonance amplifier was originally created by Nikolai Tesla, one of the great inventors of our time. You've heard of him? Uh, I know, you have. I studied his designs and improved upon it to create a machine that uses sound waves <laughs> to break apart solid <coughs> matter. Break apart solid <coughs> matter? Like some kind of a death ray? No, Marlo, more like a drill. I use it to open up the underground caves we're in now I bet you didn't know that because of the karst geography of the Driftless region, these caves stretch all the way, uh, way under Norristown. You probably heard the machine working, Sven. Mm -hmm. It makes a horrible, loud, booming sound as it breaks apart the earth. <laughs> oh, the sonic booms we heard through town. <laughs> That's right, Marlo. I have access to the entire town now through this cave complex. Isn't he smart, Sven? Oh. Albert, what about the alien ship we all saw? Uh, was that some kind of a mass hallucination? Did you use some kind of a hypnotic gas on the whole town? No, Sven. You see, Albert Mother, used... Mother, I'm telling the story. Sorry, Albert. Go ahead. Thank you. It was quite simple, Marlo. I told you before that I worked for DARPA, right? Right, yeah, specializing in unmanned yeah, surveillance. Yeah. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You mean the ship was That's a... right, Marlo. <laughs> a drone. A top-secret unmanned surveillance vehicle. 
I tricked it out, of course. Used a lighting system designed by myself and a real Bose stereo system to really work the crowd. Yeah, what about that voice? The one I heard in my head. Oh, oh, that's one of the best parts, Sven. Albert used a very... I'm sorry, Albert. I I just can't help myself. I know, Mother. But I've waited a long time for this. Look, someone tell me how you got that voice in my head. Oh. It's one of my latest inventions. <laughs> I call it my mind messaging machine. I record the thoughts I want you to have, then beam them into your brain. I use an empty apartment across the street, the one with that really nice kitchen, across the street from your place, with a clear line of sight to beam the subliminal messages to your mind. Yeah, I knew it. Knew it? <laughs> you thought aliens were after Norristown. You didn't know any of this. Look, I, I knew that there was some kind of an explanation uh, anyway. Oh, oh can, can I tell him about the crop circles, Albert? <sighs> yes, tell me about the crop circles. Oh, they were my ideas, Sven. You see, when we were in Europe last year, I met up with some crop circle artists, and they taught me how to make them. It's been a, you know, hobby of mine ever since. Crop circles? A hobby? Yes, Sven. It's quite interesting. They're based on fractals. You see, first you have to create your... Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, golly. Oh, what's going on, Albert? Oh, golly. Someone's infiltrated the tunnel system. This will cause an abrupt change of plans. I'll have to settle with Marie when she comes for your funeral, Marlo. Uh, Mother, uh, bring the harmonic resonator over here, please. Yes, Albert, dear. Thank you. Hey, no, no, look. You, you don't have to do this, Albert. Just let me go. We'll pretend this never happened. <laughs> sure. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Marlo? Sorry to disappoint you. But I'm going to flip this switch and put the resonator into overload. You'll have about, ooh, I say 60 seconds before the resonator explodes, taking the cave and you <laughs> along with it. It's too bad you're stuck in that cage and I'm able to reach it and turn it off. No, Albert. Come along, Mother. It's time to leave. Goodbye, Sven. It was nice to see you again. Good luck with all your detectiving. See you on the other side. Sheriff Benson managed to cut me out of the cage and the chains with an epilaser that Albert had left behind. We found a map of the caves and went back to town the easy way, not the sewer system Benson had led Gerda through on the way in. We exited out the top of the sinkhole on a hill in the middle of Standing Rock Park and made our way back to town. After being caged underground with nothing but a couple of Mrs. Einstead's burnt cookies to eat, 
I felt famished and offered to treat both Gerda and Under Sheriff Benson to dinner at the Lefsa Emporium. Uh, Sven, is that really you? It's me, all right, Elise. Oh, Sven, I was so worried about you. When I saw you disappear in the light, well, I thought I might never see you again. That was quite a disappearing act you pulled off, Marlo. I was staring right at you. I could have swore you got sucked up into that spaceship. Yeah, tell me again how you found me. What, what happened once I stepped into the light? We never would have figured it out if it hadn't been for Elise. What do you mean? Well... When you disappeared, it reminded me of something that happened when I was very young. One of my girlfriends, she fell into the caves under north of town, just disappeared right in front of our eyes. She was rescued hours later when her cries were heard coming from a storm sewer. When Elise told me that, we recreated your disappearance. Under Sheriff Benson stood in the same place you were when it all happened, and we noticed he was standing right on top of a manhole. A manhole? You mean I fell into the sewer? Not exactly, Marlo. Obviously, Albert rigged it to have you fall there. We found a mattress at the bottom and followed the trail to a blank wall. I guess Albert blocked off his exit after he pulled you through. It took us hours to find another way around. We had to... <clears throat> Get creative. Oh, you! I can still smell your creativity. You three go clean up, and when you get back, I'll have a nice hearty meal waiting for you. And that's exactly what we did. The three of us shared a meal while telling Elise our stories. Elise told us how she watched Albert's ship leave, hovering over Norstown for a moment blinking its multicolored lights and then vanishing in a flash. Somehow, I don't think we've seen the last of Albert Einstead. After dinner, I headed for bed, exhausted and tired, looking forward to a night of restful sleep with no abduction dreams or subliminal messages. I thought about the small things that happen that take on great importance. How a child's hazing had hurt Albert so much that it had affected the rest of his life. I wondered about Marie. Where is she now? Who is she? What is she doing? As I drifted off to sleep, I felt thankful for the things I did know. Sometimes you have to trust that things will work out in the end. And if they don't, well, there's always next time. You've been listening to The Adventures of Sven Marlowe, Small Town Detective, in the case of Aliens over Norstown. Today's show was produced in the studio of WDRT Viroqua, 91.9 FM, in Viroqua, Wisconsin. The cast today included Steve Lorden as Sven Marlowe, Michelle Pedretti as Gerda Henshorn, Kat Tigerman as Elise, the landlady, Carl Schlecht, as Under Sheriff Benson, Adam Fogelson as Albert Einstead, and Jackie Kalenko as Mrs. Einstead, with live sound effects by Josh Peters, and Rusty James as our audio engineer. Some of the recorded sound effects were used under a Creative Commons 3.0 license from soundbible.com and 
freesound.org. Music used in this production was by Kevin McLeod of Incomputech.com. The Case of Aliens Over Norristown was written by Leif Erickson and Josh Peters. Subscribe to the Old Hills podcast to keep up to date with our original programming and listen to previous episodes by browsing to oldhillsaudiotheater.podbean.com or subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Stay tuned for the next adventure of Sven Marlowe, Small Town Detective.